This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by the patrons of the Tube Podcast Network. Made up of personal heroes of mine such as Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Colby Moyer, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, and many more. These fine folks have gone over to patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson to kick me a few bucks and help support the show. I appreciate all of you wonderful people very much. And if you're listening to this thinking, hey, how can I get Dave to read my name out loud? Once again, that address is patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. Starting at $2 per month, you can get all kinds of bonus goodies as well as my everlasting love and respect. All right, on to the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of a top three podcast. What the fuck is going on? It's me talking and not Dave. <laughs> That's because you have entered a parallel universe where I am now the host of a top three podcast. And... Lucky you, you exist in two different realities at the same time. I'm I'm happy for you there. Anyway, so tonight's <laughs> episode, I will be hosting because I don't know anything about what we're talking about. Because the topic tonight is top three favorite live sports moments seen on TV. And I have seen no sports moments on TV live, so I am of no use. It's, it's sports episode. moments seen in person, Bloodbath. It's sports <laughs> moments seen in person? Yeah. It's on oh, the show notes. <laughs> He's also like, oh, I, I couldn't do that either. Well, I couldn't do that either. I went to one sporting <laughs> event in my entire life, and I was not happy. <laughs> anyway, joining us tonight, your normal host. Uh, let me see. This is uh, uh, Dave Jackson. That's my name. Don't wear it out. All right. Uh, A.A. Ron Angel. Joshua. <laughs> my name is bubble bath tonight thank you very much bubbles uh alan nichols i don't like the trouble we get into when bloodbath goes by bubble bath <laughs> this is not true. after last time and our special guest tonight uh returning top three enthusiast uh p trick uh Gibony. Come bust a move where the games are played it's fresh it's chill it's noah's arcade deepest wayne's world cut ever the show's over like we're done like we're not doing this anymore good night y'all what's going on jabronis now how has i been informed the topic tonight is top three favorite sports moment sports moments you have seen live with your naked eye now first of all alan what do we what do we consider sports oh here we go well, Bloodbath, you know, I asked this question, and I was, uh, I was told to go fuck myself. So what <laughs> I'm doing is I'm choosing whatever fucking context I choose uh, as to what is a sport. So uh, suck it, Dave, and also so, suck it, Aaron. So do chess matches suck or uh, count? Do chess matches <laughs> count for this podcast? We know they, they suck. Both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they both. They both count and they suck. All right. 
they both count. And I said, I actually, I had a, I had a discussion. I had a discussion with someone who, who works in advertising communication. And so their, their whole job is about what you can say, what you can't say and, and how to say it. And, um, they tried to explain to me what constitutes a sport as well. And I disagreed with, I disagreed with them too, because they would agree with probably Dave and definitely Aaron that, uh, chess isn't a sport but fuck all you guys i think chess is a sport it's a parlor game but whatever. i just i just i just like how alan's putting up this fight alan's putting up this fight and then his list is just going to be three baseball games i know that's what's <laughs> going to happen here. <laughs> is is no one picking water polo like all right fine um <laughs> All right. So for the record, uh, what are we considering sport events, Dave? Uh, um, competitive athletic competitions and a sanctioned uh, league of some sort, I imagine. I, I'm, I'm already mad. I'm already fucking. Why are we talking about what a sport yes, is? Really I, I don't don't anything anything is tangentially sport? related to sports is what I'm considering yeah, a live sports moment. Yes, when, correct. When yeah, Alan asks... When Alan asked in the group chat what a sport is, I just said sports are like <laughs> pornography. You know it when you see it. And that's Which it. is it like be good enough. Right, the greatest answer that anyone has ever given say, for our entire yep. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, that's pretty spot on, Dave. I, I can't yeah. argue with that logic. Um, I, I can see why Dave hosts the show. Dave, he's clearly <laughs> the sure only there. smart and funny one involved in this entire operation. So, I mean... That's true. I don't even. So the the only stipulation, the, the only stipulation was you had to have seen it live. It could be any level of sports. So it could be little kids. Doesn't matter as long as it's sports and you were there. Oh man, the one Troy Pickle game I went to, I could use, <laughs> but I won't. Oh, did we win? No, <laughs> no. No, no, rat. No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, all right. So again, tonight's topic is uh, your three favorite sporting events you have seen in person uh again i'm not a huge sports fan so i really couldn't uh contribute much much to this one but patrick picked the topic as our guest uh is there any particular reason why you chose this mr rat boy yeah because i want to talk about this one time i saw something really sweet <laughs> love it oh, yeah i respect no that i got one i'll just make up the other ones but this one <laughs> is so important I thought this I would, would be fun. I would love so it. I like, I like sports. I like your sports episodes. So oddly enough, I like our sports episodes too. And I would love it if someone has a list, like one really cool thing, and then the other two are just like, oh, I don't know, like a game. They these people won. Thank you. Like you clearly just want to talk about the one cool thing you saw. Yeah, that's a weenies list. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one cool thing, and then the other two are like random events i I saw a baseball (laughs) i saw a baseball game they played it to completion Uh, moving on (laughs) all right well now we're gonna go ahead and uh, get started like usual and dave you will uh be up first so what is your number three Okay, so uh, my number three, I I was this wasn't my honorable mentions, but I'm going to move it up. Uh, My number three, when we were in high school, we coached a little league basketball team uh, and my brother was on the team. So they were four years younger than us. Um, 
and I think it was our senior year in high school, we coached this basketball team and we didn't like teach them plays or anything like that. Every practice, we just played against them like five on five. We whooped their ass (laughs) and they won the championship because we whooped their ass in practice. (laughs) But that's not the coolest thing. The coolest thing was in the championship game, uh, this kid uh, named Michael Nishimura hit a half court shot at the at the halftime buzzer, and everyone went fucking crazy, like an and one tape. And it was it was just like the cool. I've never seen anyone make a half court shot in any basketball game except for like like twice my whole life watching the NBA. And those are NBA players. He was like in like eighth grade or some shit uh, at this time. So he made a half court shot. We all went crazy. We ended up, they ended up winning the championship game. Uh, And again, it's because we didn't teach them how to play basketball. We just whooped their ass in practice, but they won. And that half court shot was badass. So that's my number three. Bro, Dave played it down. Like when he says that, we went nuts. Like we literally ran off of the bench, freaking the fuck, jumping on this eighth grader dude. Like he just won a championship. Like like hit it at like not the halftime buzzer. (laughs) And no, and Dave was right. Like he threw that shit up, and like I just remember looking at me like, "There's no way." There's no way. And then it went in, in like my animalistic instinct to tackle that man and kiss yeah. him on the forehead. Took over. I, we, we were like, coaches are supposed to be professional. You know, we're supposed to be level-headed, keep the emotions in, blah, blah, blah. When that happened, I lost my fucking mind. And so did Ratboy. And so did Dave. It was awesome, dude. Aaron just, running, Aaron just running across the court like, that's my baby. <laughs> I love Nish, dude. That kid was awesome. Ah, dude, that sounds cool as shit. Yeah, it was. It was like, it was awesome. <laughs> like, and like, I'm, let's let. No, go ahead, Rat. Oh, I was. I, I'm hoping Aaron says this one moment later, but maybe one of the coolest things I've seen. <laughs> that, that's what we call a tease in the business. <laughs> And we won the championship. We yeah. won. We coached a championship team, and we almost coached a championship baseball team. We got very, very good. I think we went, like, what, undefeated and then lost in the first round of the playoffs or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. How, how did you guys get it put in charge of children in the first place? Because, I don't know. You Sean know, took care of that. I, I don't know. I would never <laughs> trust you around kids, idea. especially in high school. Sean Kreisberg like went to like a meeting with other coaches and drafted kid. He did literally all the work and he was like, Hey guys, let's, uh, I need four other people here so we can five on five, these nerds. And yeah, did. <laughs> even though to be fair, Sean could have beaten them all by himself again, seniors in high school versus eighth graders. Now yeah. real quick, Dave, like I totally appreciate your coaching strategy of just like beating the shit out of these kids and belittling them till they just, uh, had no fear left in them. Uh, <laughs> That's but right. Like legit, like you guys won the championship. I mean, like looking back on it now, besides the kid making the half court shot, like were any of those kids like legit, man, like, ah, oh, this kid can play basketball. He's okay. Like good. Or like, did you guys have like bad news bears level? Like, no, like for they're for eighth graders, they're pretty good. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they could all handle themselves except this one kid who, who fouled out of every game within the first like three minutes he just like could not <laughs> stop fouling people. Everyone else was fine. Okay. He just wanted to sit down. 
Yeah. My brother was on the team and he was taller than everybody. So yeah, that that's helps. the thing. And, and we had Doug Monier's little brother and he was tall. We had the two tallest kids in that whole fucking league. That's why we crushed people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your and brother scored was... like 16 points in that game in the championship. In the championship. Was, your brother game. was like the MVP, scored like four points a game. And then the championship, he just fucking murdered everybody. Yeah, dude. Jokic mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that little that little little kid with the long hair that took that charge off the that the biggest kid in the like just like <laughs> the kid went like flying back and it was like the kid was like four feet tall and like the the other kid was like probably five ten you know and he took a charge <laughs> and what was the name of that kid? That kid was like ordering. You're talking about the kid with the long black hair? Yeah. Like the kid the kid that would just like drop 30 points in practice and then we'd throw him in a game and he had no idea what to do. <laughs> he was scoring 30 points per game against fucking 18-year-olds that he throw him in the game and he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. That, kid, that kid's all right. <laughs> all right. Good. Good, uh, good number three, Dave. Uh, Aaron, you're number three. All right, number three was one that happened to me during an actual game, but both Dave and Rat there were there to witness it. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna count it. So uh, my number three is that time my really good friend Ryan Arrington hit a home run off me in a ba- in like a backyard baseball <laughs> game. So when we were in high school, like we would pretty frequently we would just get like a bunch of kids together and go and just like play a baseball game. My friend Ryan never came, but one day he decided to come with me and we didn't get put on the same team. Right. And I was always, always butthurt when me and him were not on the same team. Uh, but when I found out that we had gotten separated, I was like, I want to pitch and I don't pitch, but I was like, I want to pitch. I want to strike this motherfucker out. So the first time he comes up to bat, throw one crisp right down the middle, strike one, throw the next one, foul ball, strike two. And I'm like, I'm about to get this motherfucker so hard in front of everybody here. So I do this, like I do like a fucking, like the most perfect submarine style, like pitch that you can have. And I go under and I come up and I throw this like meatball right down the fucking middle. And he tore the fucking leather off of that ball. Dude, he hit that thing. So fucking hard, dude, that like I knew from the minute he like, I could hear people like on the benches laughing, like when he hit that, like that, we will still to this day, like in the group chat, be like, do you think that ball that Arrington hit uh, has landed yet? <laughs> like, it was like one of those that you're playing backward, backyard baseball. And so he hit the ball so far that we were like, nah, just get another baseball. We're not, I'm, nobody's, <laughs> no, no, nobody's going to walk and get that thing. But it was literally like. It, it was it was the funniest thing in the entire world to be. And every time, like I would step to Arrington in any sport, he would do something like that to me. But the fact that it was like not only just like a home run and my best friend hit it with an O two count, it was the longest fucking like nobody had ever hit anything like that in the entire time that we played. This kid just rolls up and hits like what would be a major league baseball park home yeah. run off of me. Like that would have cleared the fences in Baltimore. That would have cleared left field in Baltimore. You know, I, I was, I was just waiting for you to mention that like without a doubt, that was a major league home run. He demolished yeah. that ball. He, he tore the, like, bro, that ball. <laughs> went, I have never seen 
a major league baseball player with as beautiful as it was like Ken Griffey Jr. Dude, it was perfect. Like <laughs> level elbows, dude. He stepped into it and that motherfucker went into the next baseball field. That's how far he hit that thing. So like when I think about like live sporting things that like were impactful, like, yeah, okay. I was the person that was involved in the play, but just that experience was so fucking funny to me that I'd talk about it. So my number three is the time, uh, my good friend and friend of the show, Ryan Arrington moonshotted me at the complex. <laughs> so if anybody's familiar with when Albert Pools hit that home run off of Brad Lidge, yes. think think that or more recently when uh Solaire hit the home run off the in the first inning against the uh, Astros when the Braves won the World Series, it was like no doubter and we're not exaggerating. It would have cleared the fence at a major league ballpark. Like <laughs> the best part was Aaron is Aaron going, hey, I'll just I'll just submarine yeah. this pitch out of nowhere. <laughs> I think it was because like the previous <laughs> inning, like someone else was pitching and they threw like a sidearm pitch and struck someone out and Aaron like got the idea. But that is what like puts this over the top. He's like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna trick him. I'm gonna get this past him. Like and he was just like uh you know, he he probably would have hit like a regular home run if you didn't try the submarine pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it right in there and I'm like, I swear it dropped. That might have been the only pitch I ever threw that dropped and it dropped right in, dude. That was, that was so funny because I, I was like, well, I'm going to hit him. Like, right? Because I don't know how to throw a pitch like that. And uh, <laughs> the opposite happened. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was, was very, very funny. It was one of those where as soon as it made contact, the bat hit the ball. Everyone was like, oh my God. Gone. Oh gone. And, God. And, and uh, to a to a funnier point, like, you know, like when you're using an aluminum bat, if the person swings and it doesn't make a sound when the ball hits the bat, like it is going <laughs> 600 fucking yards. <laughs> Dave, do you remember when the Yankees lost to the uh uh, Diamondbacks in the World Series. Do you remember I, that? I do. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I do. <laughs> the the Diamondbacks closer was that submarine pitcher. Yeah, Byung-Yun Kim. Yeah, he blew all those. <laughs> he blew all those saves. Yeah, yeah. Aaron did his best Byung-Yun Kim <laughs> yeah. in that uh, in that game. I was on my Byung-Yun Kim shit pretty hard for that one pitch. <laughs> oh man, and yeah, to the listeners, no, that that. That gets brought up a lot still. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Alan, number three. Um, my number three goes back about 30 years to the Mississippi Delta uh, when I fielded six foul balls while I was watching a baseball game and drank six grape slush puppies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All in one day. Um, so I don't know if, if the rules were the same in Troy when you were playing, uh, you know, like kid pitch baseball. But when a ball went foul, if you got that ball and took it to the concession stand, you could get either a, a free soda or a free slush puppy. And ladies and gentlemen, that day. I was uh, in my peak form. <laughs> you know, normally, normally you'd get one, maybe two free slush puppies over the course of the day. But, but today, today I was the first one in the pile every time. And, uh, and I made it out with the ball every time. 
And, uh, and yeah, they were, they were all great. And I did probably leave sick and, uh, with pre-diabetes, but, uh, but I was, I was the winner that day. And, uh, so that's my number three, the day that I drank six grape slush puppies. So real quick, did, did the foul balls come to you or were you like actively like running after the foul balls? Okay. So, so this, it, it must've been different in Troy then. So there was just like a flock of kids. If you weren't playing in a game, right? There were a limited number of fields. There were several teams. And if you weren't currently playing in the game, you could run and catch these foul balls and they would Mm. just give you a free drink. And I don't know if you've ever been to Mississippi, but it's fucking hot. Uh, It's like a hundred fucking degrees there every day uh, from March until October. And so... (laughs) You know, a free drink goes a long way when you're dealing with that. And yeah, uh, yeah. so there was a there was a flock of kids. You were fighting for them, and I got six of them. So suck it, Mississippi kids. Hope you're listening. They are the fans of the show. Obviously, fans obviously of the show, listeners. Alan. <laughs> no, you're on. Uh, I'm imagining the person at the concession stand. Like I imagine you, you went to the same person every time and by like number five, they're like, Oh my God, this kid's going to die. And he's beating up kids and taking their foul balls. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that they kept giving me slush puppies. Yeah. Honestly. Where was, was your mother? It was irresponsible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I couldn't take care of myself. Like nine. They're probably watching Russ play baseball. They probably were. They probably yeah, were. Yeah, they're athletic son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, six, Aaron, six slush puppies, all right? Yeah, I'm if not, that's not, not if that's not peak athleticism, I don't know what is. Come on. <laughs> all right. Very nice, Alan. I like how your story had a very personal touch uh, with the slush puppies. <laughs> Uh, we call them ices up here, but that's okay. You uncultured that's an, swine. It's an entire. It's an entirely different thing. Bloodbath. It's an entirely eh, different thing. Eh. Rat boy number three. All right. <clears throat> so my number three is the 2012 Michigan Ohio State ball game, and the reason that's my number three is because that was the first. OSU Michigan game that I that I went to. Um it was really, really cool. It was the year that Urban Meyer was the coach for the first um his first year Ohio State and they were they weren't bowl eligible, but they uh went undefeated with a pretty like mediocre team. Um and then two years later they won the national championship. No big deal. But like <laughs> um it was I was graduating that year and that was the first time I got to go to a game and it was really um really, really fun. Um I hung out with my friend Amanda uh, before the game and I got into uh, I think I can say I I can think I can say this now. Alan, you're my lawyer if I get sued, but I went to I went to a um frat party that I wasn't invited to. So um I wasn't allowed to be there. Ooh, time out. Alan, don't don't let me represent him. Hold on. Do I do I hear sirens? <laughs> and guys, that. guys, Dom, goodbye, guys, baby. Guys, I had kegs and I had an egg. So like <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
<laughs> and I was like halfway through halfway through um a beer. I'm like, ah oh, man, it's like seven AM. This is rough. <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> uh, um, man. Yeah, but um it was a great game where I say ended up winning. Um and um one so Dave, you'll understand so like um the student section can get a little rowdy and um there was like this big I think there's either a turnover or like a big like stop or third third down or whatever and it was pretty cold that day and this this bro had like he just got a hot chocolate. And I know he just got a hot chocolate because he couldn't stop talking about how he just got this hot <laughs> chocolate. And he's like, he's drunk, and he's like, "Yo, I got my hot chocolate." And then like the play happened where um, I think it was like an interception, and I, I'm like staring at him because I'm just like watching him because I was like, "All right, this dude's a character," and um, he's like. The play happened. He's like, "Let's fucking go!" And he chucks his hot chocolate, and then like, <laughs> then I don't know how he did it, but he like jumped up, turned sideways, and just took out three rows of people, <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to like, and then it was like this fight. Like this girl smacked him, and then he's like, he's like. <laughs> Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> you wouldn't stop saying that. Oh man, it was uh yeah, it was a great it was a great experience. So um that is my number three. Hell yeah. I was thinking about putting the um the two thousand six Ohio State Michigan game, the one versus two game on my list, but my other ones are way funnier. I gotta talk about the other ones. But uh OSU Michigan games are always awesome to go to in person. Um yeah. There are literally no rules. Yeah, I didn't go to that one, but um, the the one in 2006 was great. Uh, I was remembering uh, we were in um, when we were at like one Ohio State game. Speaking of drinks, uh, one of my roommates uh, was like chewing tobacco and spitting into a cup, and then like a big play happened, and he like raised his arm up, and all the liquid just shot out into the into the stands. <laughs> Uh, oh age <laughs> io hell yeah <laughs> that person grew to be craig paris that's right yeah <laughs> very interesting a lot of nice first round picks but we'll circle back to dave dave you're number two please Okay, so this is the thing that bumped the 2006 ohio state michigan game uh off of my list in two, what was it 2001 when Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs? Was that 2003, 2002, something like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it was that season when Barry Bonds was like chasing the home run record. And so we took a family trip to San Diego and we saw the Giants play the Padres when we were there. And 2001. Thank you. Before the game, <laughs> Patrick Schwab, rat boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, great swab reference, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> wait, we got there out, early. Wait, by the way, shout out to that the show. Best, yeah, yeah, shout out. That show was awesome. The Schwab. Holy yeah. shit, dude! That is the deepest, deepest wonder, cut. Rad, Rad did a Wade's World deep cut, but Dave did a deeper cut. <laughs> I wonder what the Schwab is up to these days. He's probably, He's probably dead. 
No, he's definitely dead. That man was 86 <laughs> and 300 pounds. <laughs> no, he wasn't, yeah. dude. That guy was like 30. Yeah, that dude was sure. just straight up just like some fat guy that just had a good memory. <laughs> I loved it. All right, I, I gotta great. check Stump the Schwab. Uh, was with uh, Howie Schwab. And yeah, he's still alive. R.I.P. He's a... Uh, He's a consultant for Sports Jeopardy. So congratulations. Uh, anyway, so cool job. during that season, uh, we went to this baseball game, Giants versus Padres in San Diego. And we used to go to baseball games early to watch batting practice, but we wanted to get autographs. And I got a bunch of Giants players autographs, um, like Rob Nen when he was the closer for the Giants and a bunch nice. of other players that were on that team. A.T. Snow. Yeah, JT Snow. I have Let's the ball go. somewhere. Um Let's fucking go. There are a bunch of bunch of good players and some of the Padres players too. And uh Barry Bonds walks out and like everyone like shuts up because like everyone wants Bonds' autograph. And like this little kid, like suddenly it got real quiet, and this little kid said in like this tiny Tim ass voice, he's like, Mr. Bonds, may I please have an autograph? And he like turned his head and looked at him. And then just turned his head and walked away. <laughs> he was like three feet away from him going out to right field. And then he hit two home runs in the game. Like two of the longest home runs I've ever seen. <laughs> so we got the full Barry Bonds experience. And that was hilarious. And that's my number two. <laughs> that's so fucking funny, dude. Man, you got to So like, you know, I, I, I like... I, I don't know. I see like things in my algorithm where like they talk to old baseball. Who's like, who's the best baseball player you've ever seen? And like a lot of them are like, oh, Barry Bonds. Like you have no idea. Barry, did you guys like, so what, what are your thoughts, man? Like, do you consider him an all-time great with the steroid thing wow. or? Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, wish more players play. did do steroids. Like, okay. <laughs> I was just curious because I, I was feeling feelings about him. Like, man, like even these like former ball players who like he used steroids and he was taking money out of their pockets and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, nah, you know what, dude, that was maybe the most exciting time in baseball is when somebody's chasing like a home run record, you know? So I, I, I don't care at all. I was just curious. What uh, you guys you thought. mean like last year, Aaron, like that exact thing happened last if year. If it's I mean, a Yankee, it's a Yankee. That's like cool. Really I was paying attention. Though, right? Yeah. I, mean, I was paying was, attention. He was way off. No, he wasn't right? way off. He, he, he had I mean, a big slump like the last month of the season. He had a chance until yeah. then. You're right. But, like three quarters of the way through the season, he was pretty close to on base. It almost yeah. it, it, like the only reason I ever care about the Yankees is when they're playing the Orioles. But I, I, I was paying attention. You know, I was like at work and like, oh, Aaron judges up. I'm going to pull up this illegal stream that I use just to watch his at bat just to see. So, yeah. I just feel like baseball allegedly won't really have peaked until someone hits 70 home runs and has like a 1.2 ERA. Otani, baby, it's going to yeah, happen. Otani's going to do yeah, it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Dude. That's the way it's got to happen. I feel, I feel like once we get there, then, you know, if, if people are naturally getting to that point, then I feel like we don't need steroids anymore. But, in, you know, until then, pump them off. Juice yeah. up, kids. Yeah. Do you guys remember? The moral of the story. Remember the Giants-Angels World Series? And I think it was like game six where there's two outs. And Barry Bonds hit this like if, if you're familiar with Angel Stadium, Barry Bonds like almost hit it out of the ballpark right field <laughs> like that's how i felt about those home runs he hit in san diego which is like a giant fucking baseball stadium mm. um he hit them like upper deck fucking like no doubt home runs 
Barry Bonds was really on his Ryan Arrington shit back then. You know, yeah, dude, in that game. Yeah. In that game I saw, but it's just very, we got like the, cause like there's like two sides of Barry Bonds that people talk about, right? He's great at baseball and he's a giant asshole. And I got the whole experience when I went to that game. Nice. Nice. A lot of interesting points. Uh, very pro steroid <laughs> from Aaron. Aaron, what's your number two? My number two is steroids. All right. So my number two is the uh, I went to a Steelers Bengals game in Cincinnati in 2015, and it was uh, the first Steelers game I had ever been to. Um, it, I this was like in that time period where the Steelers had like the best offense in the entire world. And so, like, I knew I was going into that game. I was like, man, this is gonna be so awesome. I'm going to see. Antonio Brown get 180 yards. I'm going to get to see Ben Roethlisberger throw a couple touchdowns and blah, blah, blah. Well, the game ended up being like a 15 to nine. Chris Boswell kicked five field goals. And that they were, those were the only points that Pittsburgh scored <laughs> that entire game. He did kick a game winning field goal, like his time expired in Cincinnati, which is pretty sweet. But uh, there was this one moment that will always stick out in my mind. So me and my dad are basically sitting in the end zone and the Steelers are driving towards there. And Ben Roethlisberger hits Antonio Brown for like a 15 yard pass and Antonio Brown just jukes everybody and gets like 60 fucking yards and scores a touchdown. So Antonio Brown is in the end zone and he's going fucking nuts, dude. Like Bengals fans are like throwing flags and stuff at him. Like they're in, he's just in the end zone, like, you know, doing his, he's just like humping, fucking dancing with the ball. And I'm there in the middle of all of these Bengals fans just going nuts, dude. Cause I was like, yes, this is exactly what I came to see. And then, uh, and then they got it got called back for a holding penalty. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, God. like I literally went from being like, this is the most exciting thing I've ever seen sports wise in my entire life, to just being like, God fucking damn it. Well, at least I'm not on national television humping around. He's got to feel way dumber about it than I did. But <laughs> it it was just a really cool thing, you know, uh, going to a football game with your dad, going to a rivalry game uh, in an away stadium, dude. It, it was really, really cool. There were playoff implications. That's the year that uh, Pittsburgh won that playoff game against Cincinnati because of all the penalties at the end of the game and stuff. So it was like, you know, everybody was kind of on edge at this point. It was the second time that the Steelers and Bengals had met that year. So it was just a really cool experience. Like, you know, I, I love football and I love the Steelers. So being able to go to an away game and have like a really good time and the Steelers won. And I got to see Antonio Brown humping stuff and Bengals fans throwing cans and shit at him. It was awesome. So uh, that has to be my number two. Was that the, was that the, um, Pac-Man Jones game? Oh yeah, like, it's oh, the playoffs yeah. that year. Yeah. So, so I fell asleep at the in the fourth quarter, and I woke up, and I just like I just like assumed the Bengals won, so I just like went to bed, and I didn't realize they lost till like Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I went to work, and this is when I was living in Cincinnati at the time, and like. Um, all these like older women that worked in my office, they were just like, "Oh, I can't believe it! I can't believe it!" I'm like, "What? What's up? Like, what happened?" And like, lost. You didn't watch it? It's like, "Oh, I thought they won." Like, no, they didn't. <laughs> Bro, They're, like, I, fainting I, and shit. I, I literally, and we can move on because this isn't what the conversation is about. But that was <laughs> the weirdest fucking win that I've ever experienced, like watching my team win. It made literally zero sense. And it spawned the crying Bengals lady meme, which still exists today, which is very, 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 very funny. Uh, I know multiple Bengals fans who are like, oh, like that broke Craig. 
Craig did not like the Bengals after that. He roots for the Bills hey, now. And it, and it hey. was that fucking game. That's what I tell you. The Bengals lost 20% of their fans after that. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Lewis got fired, bro. Like that was the funniest fucking and like not and, and we can move on. But one more thing. Ben Roethlisberger got knocked out of that game and he came back and led that last second drive on one leg. So fucking awesome. But anyways, yeah. So seeing Antonio Brown hump, <laughs> seeing Antonio Brown hump around a whole lot, like 25 yards away from me. And then just have it immediately called back on a holding penalty was just, it was a lot of emotion in one time that I saw live. So number two. <laughs> oh yeah. Bills. Very good. Very Go good. Go America. Go Terriers. Nice. Uh, Alan, number two. My number two is the Toast Man. Go on. The, the Charleston, West Virginia special. So we have we have a team. They, they used to be called the West Virginia Power, and now they're called the Charleston Dirty Birds. Uh, <laughs> Love it. They have a... Jamal well, Anderson Dirty Birds? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they may have been named after them. I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, but they got a fan. And he goes to every game, and he sits right behind home plate. And they call him the Toast Man. And they call him the <laughs> Toast Man uh, because he sits right behind home plate. And every time, every time an opposing player strikes out, he makes toast at a table that he brings with his toaster that he also <laughs> brings with an outlet that the team installed for him. Uh, he makes toast. And he throws it out into the crowd and yells, he's toast. And then they all yell, he's toast. (laughs) Can I switch my number two? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, he doesn't just make toast. He does make toast. He brings bread in a giant garbage bag to make toast. But he doesn't just make toast. (laughs) He also leads chants. My favorite chant that he led was were his foul ball chance. He has two foul ball chance when when the home team fouls it off, he yells strong manly foul. <laughs> and uh and when the away team fouls it off, he yells weak piddly foul. <laughs> and, and he uh he heckles players relentlessly <laughs> during the game, opposing players. And the one that I remember was, it was a high pitch, like a, a really high pitch. It was a very bad pitch. Um, and he yelled, hi, just like your ERA. And it just <laughs> made me crack up. Uh, what else do I have about him? Wait, oh. Is this like minor league baseball? What is this? Is this like a high school team? What is this? So the Charles, the Charleston Power were like a farm team, whatever the lowest level farm team was. That's what they were. They were a Reds team back in the day, and then they were a Pirates team. But now they're in like the independent. Oh hell yeah! Amateur league baseball, like they played the Savannah Bananas last month. They, it's, no a, it's a great time. It was so much fun. Alan, I got a question. Shit. So, hmm. as, as we know, it takes like a minute to make toast. So, is he just constantly, does he start making toast the when there's like one strike? Game. 
Or is he the just always game. making toast? And then when someone strikes out, he tosses constantly. it. He constantly makes toast. So he, he doesn't bring it. He makes it fresh. Right. At yeah. The game. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's making toast regularly throughout the game to throw okay. it out into the crowd. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's a whole show. That's the fantastic. other thing. The other thing that I have written down is he was our former deputy mayor. Um, he was, <laughs> he was, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he doesn't do that's where the voters are. That's funny. <laughs> he's been there. He's Holy been going shit. to games and doing this shit since 1990. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure I wasn't here when he was, when he was a, like, when he was in office. Uh, a but, yeah. It must have really, it must have really sold with the, with the home crowd. He's still doing it. 30 years. Damn. We've said this mm-hmm. like 10 times, but minor league baseball is a wild frontier of yeah, imagination. It's so much fun. It is. It's, it's where so the, tr- it's where the true creativity and joy is happening in sports. Yeah. Major league baseball needs to, uh, needs to take a note. I mean, I don't understand why we can't have toast man at guardians games. Yeah. I would love it. It'd be great. I can't wait until we hear Joe Buck during the World Series say that there was a strong manly foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the toast man. <laughs> oh my god. What a what a treat you are tonight, Alan. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, was toast awesome. man. Damn. Uh all right, Patrick, rat boy. Number two. All right. My number two is going to be November 29th, 2011, when Duke and Ohio State played at um, Ohio State in college basketball. And it was probably the peak of my interest in college basketball. Ohio State beat Duke um, uh, eighty-five to sixty-three, and the game was wasn't even close. Ohio State kicked the ever-living shit out of Duke, and it was the oh yeah craziest crowd I've ever been to at a basketball game. Like it was electric from the like pre-game tip-off to everything. And the reason why, so if you go back and look, that like, um, there's actually a, there's a lot of NBA, there's a lot of NBA t- talent at that game. Um, does Mason Plumlee still play in the league? Oh yeah, yeah, he oh, does. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Austin Rivers was on Duke at the time, still mm-hmm. in the league. And then um, Jared Sullinger was on Ohio State. Aaron Kraft, Buford. Sean Thomas, um, just Lenzel Smith Jr. Uh, that was peak Ohio State uh, basketball. And Dave, you, you've been to a couple um, OSC basketball games. Like, yeah, it's it's it, like, big games. Like they're fun. They're fun. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. like, I still think about the moment the tip off was. Like, it was so loud in that arena, and. Duke just being this powerhouse of college basketball forever. And then Ohio State just like literally beat the shit out of this team. Like it was incredible. 
there was two two memories that I'll never forget. There, so there was rumored of LeBron James that he was going to be there, and this is right yeah, when I he, remember that. This is right when he left uh, Cleveland to go to Miami. So, um, Dwayne Wade walks in, and everyone's like, "Oh crap, here he comes!" And then during a commercial break, LeBron James. Sneaks in and everyone starts booing him, or like, boo, like the whole the whole <laughs> arena was booing him and stuff. Awesome. And then um, it gets real quiet because they're about to go to bed. Timeout. And this kid, like in of the section where I was, and I was sitting at the very top. The the whole arena is like pretty quiet because like we just we were coming down off of like something. And it was real quiet. And LeBron is sitting down. And this kid yells at the top of his lungs, "You suck, LeBron!" And the whole arena laughed like it was, <laughs> like it was, it was, it was really, um, really funny. But also, and I'll never forget this too. Um, there's a there's a play, and you can look it up on on YouTube. But like Aaron Kraft dribbled the ball underneath. Uh, one of Duke's players, and then like did this like sweet layup, and like the place went like ape shit crazy because that was like Aaron Craft was here and everything. Like I'll never forget that game. That was like I like was chasing that high after that game, and that was like the first <laughs> one of the first games I've ever I ever went to. Um, so um, that's my number two: Ohio State versus Duke at in Ohio State. Hell yeah. Dude, dude, I fucking love Aaron Kraft, dude. That guy is one yeah. of my all-time favorite college basketball players. I actually legit thought, yeah, I was like, you know what? That kid could play in the league, and he never fucking did. That's how good you have to be to be in the NBA. Yeah. You can't just be Aaron Kraft. If you're Aaron Kraft, you're nobody. But that, those are some really fun Ohio State teams in that era, too, and like Thad Motto was the coach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, you got a mm-hmm. fucking blue blood you know, coming into your building, Ohio state and Duke never play each other. So it's like one of those, like, that's like the, this is like a, not, not like when Michigan comes in, but it's like when, when your team is facing somebody that, you know, historically like is going to kick the living fuck out of you. And then you win on your court against one of those kinds of blue blood, like college basketball programs. Can't even imagine, dude. I bet that was so sick. Yeah, it was sweet. I have a funny that amount of story. So, I'm graduate. I graduated in the winter, so graduation was at the arena, and I'm standing waiting to walk down to our seats, and I see Coach Mata like leaving his office, and he's just he's wearing like um, normal clothes, it's just like you know how basketball coaches they look like. That's what he looked like <laughs> with those like windbreakers or and and like a high state like like zip up thing. And I leave the line, and I just, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was like, hey, coach, how's it going? And he looks at me, <laughs> just sticks his hand out, and he's like, how you doing, son? And I'm like, good. And then I'm like, I didn't know what to say, so I'm like, this is something, huh? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> it is. And so he goes, um, he, he goes, yeah, are you excited to graduate? And I go, yeah, I am, coach. And he's like, all right, good job. And then he me and <laughs> that's that's fucking sweet, dude. That's uh, awesome. all right. Good job, son. Now get your ass on out of here. <laughs> yeah, get your ass on out of here. <laughs> I got some trib coming over. Uh, that's fantastic, <laughs> uh, dude. The um the the thing about like a team coming in that your team never plays and like the stadium being like electric for it, my 
like 2006 Ohio State Michigan was like the best game I saw there, but the best crowd was when USC came to Ohio State. That crowd was insane. And we lost that game, but and after the game we sat in the stands and like someone had like a bottle of whiskey that they brought into the game, like a a full bottle of whiskey. We just like sat in the stands drinking it. It was a really cool uh, experience um, being in that crowd. So I get that when the crowd's just going fucking nuts. You know, like the crowd's going so crazy, like you think like the stadium's going to collapse, like that kind of crowd. Uh, I, I remember that game and um, Buffalo Bills backup quarterback Matt Berkeley with the game winning drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> Mark Sanchez beat the fuck out of Ohio State the year before that. And then they mm-hmm. came to they came to Columbus and beat us again. That yeah. sucked, but it was a yeah, fun it game. Did. It was a good game. All right. Good picks. Good picks. That was a good round, too. Uh, we'll go ahead and move it into number ones. And Dave, go ahead and give us your number one pick. Okay. So, my favorite thing I've ever seen at a live sporting event is the time that I saw Kobe Bryant play. The only time I saw Kobe Bryant play live. Uh, and it was is in Cleveland. Me and Aaron went uh, with another friend of ours. And, um, it was the year that Dwight Howard and Steve Nash were also on the Lakers, uh, but Steve Nash didn't play. But it starts, the memory starts, we got there, we saw warmups, and Steve Nash made like 55 straight jump shots in warmups, but didn't play in the game because he was hurt. Still <laughs> never missed in warmups because NBA players are that good. Um, I saw Dwight Howard in person and I was like, that is a large person. Like, look how big his shoulders are. I can see it from my seats, dude. We were in the the top row of the stadium. Um, and Kobe scored 40 points and the Lakers lost. But what I remember the most is there was this one possession where like Kobe decided he was going to guard Kyrie Irving and it was Kyrie's like maybe like the year he started to like be really fucking good Dude, and the crowd the crowd when that the cr- started yeah. happening bro the crowd when the crowd realized what was happening everyone just like shut up like the the whole place like went silent and they just went one-on-one and kobe blocked the fuck out of uh kyrie's oh, jump yeah. shot <laughs> and everyone was like oh my god and then uh yeah like the game went on after that the lakers lost but like seeing kobe bryant play and um that moment where it was him against Kyrie one-on-one and like Kobe was old. He had like torn, he had like torn his Achilles and shit like, or maybe he tore his Achilles later that season. Um, but yeah, Kobe was getting old. He was hurt. Uh, Steve Nash wasn't playing. The team wasn't that good, but, uh, it was still just like fucking awesome. So number one, yeah, dude. And, you know, I have two on my honorable mentions list. I wasn't going to talk about it, but one of them was seeing Kobe Bryant like play like that's an, that's that's a legend right there, you know. And but like the one the 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 memory and you already talked about that I have from that game is watching Steve Nash shoot free throws because, you know, when we were like, going, I, I have no stake in this, you know. Uh, you were a Lakers fan. He was a fucking Cavaliers fan. I just wanted yeah. to see some. I just wanted to see Steve Nash. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to watch <laughs> Steve Nash play basketball because he's one of my favorite players. And he came out, and I remember the whole time we're watching him shoot free throws. He's not missing any. You know, we're talking like, "Ooh, Nash is gonna play tonight." Hell yeah, Nash is gonna play. He's looking like he's gonna play tonight. And then he didn't fucking play. And that was that was an awesome game, dude. And like 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 I said, it just it just felt like kind of. You know, when we, we went and saw like a, an Orioles Yankees game, dude, and I don't I hate Derek Jeter and I hate Alex Rodriguez, but like seeing legends play yeah. the yeah. sport is great. Like watching Kobe 
Because you're right. I, I don't remember how many he scored, but he was fucking killing it all goddamn game. Yeah, he had he had 40 points. Yeah, nuts. It was a lot of fun. And this was, I'm pretty sure it was Kyrie's rookie season. It, it was, was his was, rookie uh, season? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like 95% sure. But I remember when like Kobe jumped out on him off the screen or whatever the fuck. And like, you, you say it was silent. It was, but it was like, not like a, not like a deafening silence. It was just like, everybody's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. shit. And then he just fucking blocked the shit out of him. So fucking funny, dude. Yeah, that yeah. was a great game. I, I love that, man. But it was you great. Know, I wanted to see Steve Nash play. Yeah. So, Dave and Aaron, like lately, I would say my attitude toward basketball has changed, probably thanks to you two. But like, so I watch a lot of like just older, like the years where I didn't really watch the NBA of like Kobe videos. And like, it's, it kind of, it I mean, it's, it's awful that he, he, he died, but like, I don't think maybe I know he did, but how great he was and like, it's just like it's kind of crazy like just like his mentality like the mamba mentality like i i like get it now because like i didn't because i didn't watch it when it was going on but i was like oh now i get why he was him and like why dave that's why dave it's dave's favorite player but like yeah i'll never like i don't it's the when you guys mentioned dwight howard i don't understand why he wasn't a force considering his size and like everything and just he was so soft and kobe punked him out and he was his teammate <laughs> he Dwight I mean, howard did win Dwight, an mvp Dwight howard was a force he was yeah, the best he had, center in like, the league for, for like at least five, five years. years yeah yeah you know he, he when he got to the lakers it was just he, he oh, wasn't him mad, anymore oh, i forgot the mad the magic they went to the championship that one year with they went uh, to yeah, the finals Carter. and the lakers beat them jj yeah. reddick yeah Oh yeah, what up? The the thing with Kobe, which it's like the same as it's why he gets compared to Michael Jordan when like other players don't, is because they're both fucking maniacs, like mm-hmm. competitive maniacs, and that's why they had that mentality and why they would like work so hard to be better and like embarrass other people because they're maniacs, and like not every pro athlete has that. Uh, pe- like Dwight Howard was probably just dunking on high school kids all the time. And like like six foot tall high school kids <laughs> and then got drafted and like he didn't have that same mentality at all which is why like <laughs> kobe probably like really hated him for a little bit but yeah. <laughs> he was he was dunking on me at the y <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was he's literally dunking on people like us in high school there's a funny gif of like dwight howard and he's kind of like it looks like he's crying, and then like as the as the camera goes by, um, he's following Dwight Howard. Tim Duncan is sitting on this bench, and he's just <laughs> smiling. He's just smiling. <laughs> Tim Duncan's another one of my favorite things about uh, the fact that every NBA player and ex NBA player has a podcast now is I can just I have a nonstop supply of stories about players like Tim Duncan and Kobe. And all the stories about Tim Duncan are really funny. Like the, the stories about how he talks trash and shit. Oh, yeah. Like that one Kevin Garnett was talking about, like, anytime Tim Duncan put move on him, he'd be like, good try. Like, yeah. that's how he talks. <laughs> good, good, good shot. Hey, nice try, dude. <laughs> There's a funny Tim Duncan um, one. Yeah. And they, yeah, I, I get those in my in my feed, too. Um, there's like a one where, like, uh, Popovich was, like, ripping into somebody and, like, a rookie was like, um. Well, damn! Like Tim, are you gonna stand up? 
like for yourself he's like he's like no like you he's like you're the one who messed it up like i'm not standing up here he's like i'm not standing up for you you're the one who messed it up. and he's like wait what like what kind of tv are you he's like well don't mess up next time i don't know yeah, yeah. Greg Popovich might be the greatest basketball coach of all time. Don't tell me to talk to that guy. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was something like that. Yeah. All right. Nice one. Uh, Aaron, you're number one. All right. My number one, and I'm going outside of the box a little bit because this was an event that I saw live on TV that leaked into real life. So my number one is in 2008 when the uh, Bobcats beat Georgetown uh, in the first round of the NCAA (laughs) tournament. Um, So, like, obviously, Ohio University fucking sucks and they never get anything. And they're like a 14 seed versus this number three Georgetown team. And we're we're, we're like, fuck it, we're going to watch it. Me and my friend, we're getting drunk in his apartment and we're watching the game. And with about three or four minutes left, we started realizing... The Bobcats are going to win this fucking game, and we are in Athens right now. So we open up his window, and you can already hear the carnage, like a mile, like from a mile away from downtown Athens. Like you can hear the shit. So uh, OU wins that game, and me and me, and my friend, we're like, this is what we're going to do. All right, we're going to go to down. We're going to go downtown, and we're just going to see how things are. So as we're walking downtown, SWAT cars are driving by. <laughs> we can see fires in like houses and shit and we're like this is gonna be the coolest experience of our life so <laughs> it, it, so I, I guess my whole kind of thing is like just being a part of like a small school like sports mob after a giant like win like that was the craziest experience of my life i remember we were on downtown court street after the game and like some like somebody had a giant bobcat flag with the bobcat face on it we were all like yeah and then somebody came out wearing the bobcat like mascot like hat like helmet and and we were all like yeah and then some dude from his window threw like a taxidermied like stuffed bobcat (laughs) and we went even (laughs) more nuts dude i mean there were camera crews all over it was like for one singular moment athens was (laughs) Like, I, I don't know how it was like, it was like everybody in the world who gave a shit about college basketball was focused on Athens, you know, and like we knew it and like the team knew it. And it was just like I said, it, it wasn't a moment that I that I saw live. But like if I had the opportunity, I clearly would have been there. But just what it was like being like literally a part of a small mob after a fucking small sports school beats like georgetown not anymore but they used to be one of those blue blood like college teams like when we beat georgetown that year georgetown was like one of those teams that people are saying we're going to win the championship so i'm not going to pine on about it anymore but like it, it is really where like if you're a sports fan being a part of a small mob is so fucking awesome dude like patrick was talking about uh sorry mr rat uh, was talking about being at that Ohio State like Duke game, like right, and 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 the energy and the passion coming from these kids. Like to me, being in Athens when that happened was I- exactly the same thing. You just had literally eight thousand fucking twenty to or, you know eighteen to twenty three year olds setting stuff on fire and screaming and, 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 and fucking breaking windows and fighting. And it was just, I was just so fucking cool, dude. So I, I, I had to talk about, it. I know it's not technically a live sporting event, but 
it leaked into existence and I got to experience it in that way. And I, it, it was, it was definitely the coolest sports related thing that I have ever been a part of. So I had to talk about it. So yeah, number one, OU beating Georgetown go cats. Yeah, dude, that's pretty sweet. Um, I promise you, I'm not being a dick when I say this, but like none of the teams I root for are in a position to be that big of an underdog. So Correct. I have no idea yeah, what no. you mean. Sure. Uh, yeah. But has anyone been a part of like a court or field storming after a big win? Yes. Because I, I stormed the field after that Ohio State game when they beat Michigan in 2006. We stormed the field. And as soon as we got on the field, I was like, oh, uh, what do I do now? We're yeah. here. And there's like a million <laughs> people. You said I'm something like, on fire. Uh, something. Excuse yeah. me, sir. Can I just, can I squeeze past you? See, top three audience, this is the biggest difference between somebody who went to OU and somebody who went to Ohio State is we yeah. know what to do when the mob starts, okay? We, well, it we, wasn't we a mob. It's, you storm the field and they, they grease up the goalposts and shit so you can't like pull out <laughs> yeah, the goalposts. Listen to the fucking question. Hey, Dave, do you remember that really fucking crazy big-ass house party you had uh, maybe like 2007 or 2008? Like, Go huge. On. Yeah, uh, go on. Who from the football team showed up? Oh, that was Terrell Pryor, the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He All showed right. up. He showed up with like these two chicks that were like, you know, taking him to parties and stuff, I guess. He was just like Yeah, just like going going around with them. He he showed up and like less than 5 minutes he was like, "Yeah, not here. Let's let's go somewhere else." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. To be fair, there was like a hundred people there. Like, there were a lot it wasn't of people like, there, for sure. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was like the four of us, like you know, shoot, you know, throwing beer pong and playing N sixty four. Like that was a pretty legit party. No, right. it was. I, it was, which is why he showed up in the first place. But like, I don't know, different vibe he was going after. I guess. I guess. Or too many right. rat boy walked up to him and was like, "Hey, this uh, sure is something, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> all right baby let's get out of here <laughs> you all told right. me i wouldn't have to deal with rat boy you lied all right. all right alan what's your number one bro alan's making hush puppies he has no idea what's happening right now postman came over <laughs> I like your, your lawyering I am, skills i'm here i'm here my number one because I do know what's going on, is that one time that Ruben Drones had a 75-yard touchdown run. Oh, dude. Was I um, there with you at that game? You were there, Dave. I thought you so. You were there. And it was excellent. So I had to look it up because I forgot what game it was. Uh, it was 2005, and the Browns had Ruben Drones, a promising team in 2005. I didn't look up what their record was. We'd, uh, we didn't do too well, but... Uh, Ruben Drones had had a, had a monster year the year before. And I don't know if you guys remember Ruben Drones, but he is, he is oh, not yeah. known for blazing speed. He's a no. monster. He was a big fella and, uh, and not, not too fast. Uh, but Ruben Drones on the opening offensive play for the Browns on that game, uh, which Dave and I were sitting in a dog pound. He busted a 75 yard touchdown run which is probably farther than he'd ever run in his entire life. <laughs> and I think 
I think it took three minutes off of the clock uh, for him <laughs> to make it down there. <laughs> so I watched I watched a clip of it this afternoon because I knew it was Ruben Drones, but I couldn't remember which game because I think we went to two games that year. And as I was watching it, do you remember Steve Hyden? Yeah, dude, of course. Boy, he really, he threw like four blocks on that play. <laughs> he was just circling Ruben Drones like a fucking satellite. And, uh, and yeah, it was just, it was super memorable. I've never seen anything like it in professional sports um, live uh, like that. Uh, something that you just don't, ex- something that is so unexpected, it's entirely comical. And uh, and the, the Browns won 22 nothing that day, which was, you know, a real big deal in 2005. So, uh, yeah, that's my number one. That one time that Ruben Drones ran 75 yards at one go. And yeah, like, dude. let's talk about the fan experience part, like being in the dog pound, like specifically when something like that happens, I bet it was fucking incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. And like a- Alan's exaggerating a little bit for how long the run took, but only a little bit because it was like legitimately a 30 second touchdown run. Like it took forever. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> so a very, funny. very slow person. Yeah. You know how like, So like the fast running backs, they will just like, you know, hit the jets and just outrun people to the end zone. Well, like every defensive player got a good angle on Ruben drones, but he, he reversed field like seven times in that run. (laughs) Steve Hyden just blocking everybody 30 seconds off the clock. Some people got two or three. I was just going to say, yeah, people got multiple tries. They were playing the (laughs) dolphins. The dolphins were really bad that year, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah, that was very funny. I remember that. Dolphins are bad every year. That's right. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. All right. On that note, Rat, (laughs) take us home. What is your number one? All right. My number one is the 2015 Major League Baseball Home Run Derby in Cincinnati, Ohio. Most people that know me... um, and then I used to work for the Reds. And I was on the grounds crew, and I got to work the All-Star game when it came to Cincinnati. And that was the first year that they implemented the um, time clock to the Home Run Derby. Mm-hmm. And um, Todd Frazier was on the Reds at the time, and he won. Um, he beat Jock Peterson. And I never got to work like a playoff game or, like, really, like, there wasn't too many, like, really important games that the Reds played during my tenure there. But that was probably the closest to like a playoff um, atmosphere that I witnessed. Um, And when he tied, so in the final round, um, and I got a funny story. um, This is back when Manny Machado was on the Orioles. uh, Aaron, hold on. And uh, (laughs) wait, I got to cry first. Hold up. Yeah. And so uh, he, Tied, he tied uh, Jack Peterson in the final round, and there was like, you know, like 10 seconds left, and the plays went like nuts. He was like, oh my gosh, he's going to do it. And then um, he had that now you can get like bonus time. So he reached bonus time, but 
his his brother who he got in a fight with like they were arguing with each other as as he was pitching um <laughs> he um threw it at the like when, when the clock hit zero and he like hit this um pop up and it went to the warning track um everyone thought it was gone but it was really cool and then the first pitch in his bonus time he hit home run and, and he won and it was really really exciting um that was like that whole like, it was kind of cool because like everyone's like okay cool mob got the home run derby right now it's the time works like the it works it makes it go by way faster um is really like super exciting um nobody like the the entire stadium was filled with people like nobody left it was like it was really really exciting and really really loud too um but here's where the story aaron gets a little bit memorable i missed the entire first round because i had explosive diarrhea so i was (laughs) listening to the home run derby in our locker room going to the bathroom like i couldn't stop going i couldn't stop pooping and so i missed the whole first round so i got out and i was like oh cool todd frazier's still in it sweet and i because i kept getting texts from you aaron i'm like oh dude machado's gonna do it let's go let's go and i'm like and i didn't i didn't say anything to you but i'm like yeah you know he's looking good or something but like i <laughs> like i missed the first round and so when i like kind of like it felt better and went back out on the field. Um, I'm like, hey, man, like this place is rocking. Like this is let's let's go. And then um, yeah, I watched the second round and then I got to be in the I was actually in the dugout when he won. Um, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, that was like that whole that whole weekend was crazy and saw a lot of people that which I never thought I'd see like next to Cal Repkin Jr. and didn't think I'd ever do that before, but there I was. So, um, but yeah, Pat Frazier went in the home run derby in 2015, my number one. Hell yeah. Always, it's always cool when somebody wins an all-star type event in their, in like the town that they play for too. That's pretty fucking yeah. sick. And I'm not trying to shit, but like, you're right. Like when you work, like the Reds have never been anything good. So seeing that stadium, like packed full of people and everybody yeah. cheering for Todd Frazier to go out and, and, and do that. And then him doing it. That's like a big Cincinnati Reds, like sports moment, like oh, yeah. without that, trying yeah. to sound like an asshole. Like, you oh, know, no, so no, that, no. that's that a really a cool thing moment. to be a part of. Yeah. 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 And like, I was thinking as you were talking about that, I was thinking like of the all-star events that they have, like not necessarily the game, but like the Pro Bowl has these weird events, but everyone's in Hawaii. It doesn't really matter. No one really cares about the NBA slam dunk contest or the three-point contest. The but The skills home run, challenge. Yeah. The home run derby is still fucking awesome. And like when you get a good home run derby, like the past season, the home run derby was super entertaining when like Albert Pujols was making a run, like everyone loved that. That was the coolest fucking thing. So the home run derby can still have some, uh, some magic, like a lot of all-star stuff just doesn't have anymore, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a great point. You remember the, when Josh Hamilton and Yankee stadium, that was really exciting. Yeah. He hit it out of the ballpark. Ken Griffey um, Jr. had like one like insane dude, home run derby. Yeah. yeah, and uh, one in Baltimore and one in like, Colorado. Oh yeah, because he was hitting baseballs off like the building across the street from Camden Yards <laughs> and shit. Nothing more beautiful than seeing it hit one of those buildings, dude. Nothing yeah. more beautiful. 
Um, I know during in the home run derby, um, somebody hit like a foul ball, and Sean Casey like just like he was sitting up in like the like the top deck in this like suite area. He just reached like like real like just reached his hand out, caught a caught a ball. Uh, like in midair <laughs> and everyone realized it was Sean Casey. So there was a little slight pause where like the place went nuts. We're like, Oh, Sean Casey. Like it was, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's dope. And then, um, hopefully he'll listen to this, but, um, my friend, um, Evan sex, God Grimes, um, took a wine, a line drive off his leg from Bryce Harper during batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell You'll yeah. tell your grandkids about that shit, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay. So we're going to go ahead and move into the honorable mention section of our podcast. And these are lightning round styles. So Dave wants to go ahead and throw out some honorable mentions. Yeah, so my honorable mentions are all things that fans have yelled at baseball games when the crowd got really quiet. <laughs> uh, one time in Yankee Stadium, Scott Podsednik was in center field and a pigeon landed behind him and a guy from the stands yelled, Hey, Scott, your mom's behind you. And it, everyone laughed in the stands. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, uh, one time when I was a kid, like a little kid, we were at a Reds game and uh, Jeff Bagwell was batting and he hit a home run like earlier in the game. So it got quiet and some guy just yelled, hit him in the leg. And the whole crowd laughed. <laughs> that was great. And then uh, this is a game I was at with with Ratboy and Craig and probably a couple other friends. But someone hit a home run like a no doubt, like bomb home run. And someone in the crowd yelled, Dion would have had it. <laughs> we all laughed. It was great. Yeah, bro. The the your mom's <laughs> Scott, your yeah, mom. that, <laughs> hey, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it was great. Like when I like the entire outfield bleachers laughed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Dave, that's still one of my favorite stories that you've ever told. Told me, like, uh, Yankees fans. <laughs> Yankees fans suck, but they're very funny. Uh, they can be assholes and they can be they're funny just people assholes. People from New York suck, but they're very funny. Uh, that was great. Aaron? Uh, I have a couple. Uh, that... Uh, that kid that we had on our baseball team that we coach, whenever he would throw strikeouts, the kids would hang up the K signs like above the dugout. That was really funny. Uh, seeing the Pelicans play uh, this year in Cleveland was really sweet. Even though Zion and BI didn't play no big deal. And, uh, but to me, like I went my, my real honorable mention is I went to a Cincinnati Reds, Baltimore Orioles game at great American ballpark when I was in high school and the Reds won 10 to nothing, uh, <laughs> but they, or 10 to one. And, uh, uh, they were winning 10 to nothing and Sal like Orioles great one Sal Fasano hit a home run in like the eighth inning and I stood up and started <laughs> cheering and everybody started throwing peanuts at me. It was very funny. I was, like, I was like, yeah, get him Sal. Rally cat, baby. And then everybody just started throwing peanuts. It was very funny. <laughs> Alan. My honorable mention is that one time that Ted Washington barked at a kid at training camp and made him cry. Um, this is brown's training camp brown's Mm -hmm. training camp he came up came up they all come up to the rope after practice and sign autographs for kids and ted washington 
don't, maybe would have signed an autograph. I don't know. He barked at the kid though. And um, <laughs> everybody go Google a picture scary. of Ted Washington for context. Yeah, he's for a, context. He's, he's a big fella. Yeah, uh, Ted Washington. He was like a four hundred pounder, I think. That's uh, maybe yeah. like M- massive, massive guy. Five, five ten or something. He was he was a squat guy too. Yeah, little he was tuna can. Very close to round. Yeah, <laughs> tuna can. Exactly, Dave. <laughs> exactly right. Tuna can. <laughs> All right, my turn. Yes, sir. Okay, so I have several. So one of the craziest home runs I've ever seen um, was Scott Shebler, former Reds great, in August. Of 2016, a three-run walk-off home run off the cart. They beat the Cardinals, um, and the Cardinals closer at the time was called uh, the Final Boss. And Scott Shubler hit the like the loudest and furthest home run I've ever seen, and like it went over the foul pole, like uh, like, it, and it was like it kept going up. And I know it was a big deal because. My my boss and I were like we couldn't get we like we like talked about it for like three days like I don't I can't believe he hit that like it was yeah you, it's it's not if you just tell him Scott Shuttler walk off um it's it's the first thing that comes up um seeing the Mets clinch the NL East um is just a cool moment just seeing them clinch was like really cool uh, David Wright um said something to me I was like okay that's cool and. Um, <laughs> Uh, the seeing, um, uh, former Oriole great Jake Arietta pitch a no hitter, even though he walked like four people. Um, that was kind of cool when he was on the Cubs and hate that guy. Um, and then a fan ran on the, uh, field and like three front office people like tackled him <laughs> and they, they're not <laughs> athletic. That was kind of funny. Um, uh, going to a Bills game with my dad in Buffalo was really cool because you get to see Josh Allen. Um, they beat the Jets. Fuck the Jets forever. And then my last one is I went to the Damar Hamlin game, which still is the weirdest experience I've ever been a part of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Probably won't be topped either. No, I I still think about how eerie that that whole night was. Yeah. And how I weird. how I drove from Cleveland to Cincinnati. And I didn't get to watch a game, and then I had, and then I drove back drove to back, Cleveland. Drove back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you you just reminded me um, in one Reds game, I got to see Billy Hamilton run the bases. I got to see Aroldis Chapman pitch, and Shinsu Chu hit a walk off home run, and that was great. Oh, dude, let's go! Like a great game. All right, let's go ahead and get into our listener responses. These are submitted by uh, listeners like yourselves. You have anything to add to that, Dave? <laughs> Just that if people at home want us uh, want to contribute, they can uh, contribute by joining the Discord server, uh, which is where most of the listener responses come from. And there's a link down in the show notes. That's it. Um, I'll get us started, I guess, with uh, with Jake, who's a patron from the pre-order bonus podcast. Thank you, Jake. Uh, some of these are more like stories, but we don't have as many as we normally do. But anyway, uh, I read Jake's. These are funny. Uh, number three. So Jake says, I'm 14 playing on a rec league baseball team, the one I'd been playing on for years, but I hated it. One practice, a girl I know is walking through the park with some friends and I stop and chat with her a bit and she sticks around to watch. 
After she leaves, the coach says he's never seen me play so well. A few games later, he brings his niece to a game, and I play the best game of my life. He then tries to get his niece up for other games. She comes up for the final game of the season and for the after-season barbecue. She was also my first kiss, then I never saw her again. Aww. Tried finding her on MySpace, couldn't, then I quit baseball after that season. <laughs> Literally, that's why everybody stops playing baseball. Jake, yeah. you're not yeah. alone, bro. Yep. Uh, Number two, when I went to school at University of Kansas, a friend of mine was on the basketball team and got me and my spouse free tickets, an absolute electric atmosphere. The Jayhawks beat Oklahoma in triple overtime. Hell yeah. And number one, uh, the coolest thing I ever saw was at a minor league baseball team, the Rainiers, uh, with my parents and siblings. My dad's hungry, so he goes to get some food. A minute later, the home team loads up the bases and this dude with the swagger of Babe Ruth steps up to the plate, cranks out a homer, grand slam. The entire stadium erupts. My dad comes back afterwards pissed that he missed it and we still joke about it. It's just like you're going to a minor league baseball game. There's two things that are important. One is the food and two is maybe seeing like a home run. (laughs) Like it's very funny that he like went to go get food, which is the only important part of minor league baseball and missed the only actual cool baseball thing he would have seen. Yeah, that's very funny. All right. Next up, we have Ryan. What? What's that? Could have get, got toast. If getting some toast. toast. <laughs> That's right. If he was with the dirty birds. Next up, we have Ryan, a patron from the list off podcast. Thanks dog. Number three, seeing Mark McGuire hit two homers and what would end up being his record breaking season. That's sick. Number two, not a sports moment, but I have met Ronnie Lott, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, and Tom Rathman at TGI Fridays in San Mateo, California in the eighties on separate occasions. Ryan's 52. Uh, and number one is I was at the 2006 NFC wildcard game in Seattle where Tony Romo botched the field goal snap with about a minute left in the fourth quarter, allowing the Seahawks to win the game. It was nuts. I remember watching that on TV. Yeah. It's one of my favorite sports moments. It's very, very (laughs) funny to me too. Watching Tony Romo like cry like that on the field. Very like sitting out all Charlie Brown style. He was. Yeah. Um, Really? (laughs) He almost he got that too. He, he picked the ball up and almost got the two point conversion. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. He was close though. That was fun. Next up is Jerf. No, Chris N. Yeah, Chris N. Who doesn't have a number three? Um, uh, but uh, he was there to see uh, Roger Maris set the home run record in what, what was it like 1963? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Uh, who's number two uh, also also not here but he was there uh, that time that I hit an inside the park home run in coach pitch baseball Uh, and his number one is I think it's also important to note that Major League Baseball has been attempting to scrub this video from the internet since 2018 and we're kind of seeing the Streisand effect happen because of that effort the reason they want it gone is because of an agreement MLB has with umpires that states interactions, quote, interactions with umpires or with microphone wearing umpires would never be made public, end quote. This video breaks that agreement and is also why you don't see videos with umpire audio very often. The rule was part of the umpires collective bargaining agreement contracts, which went into effect back in 1998 when The Undertaker 
threw mankind <laughs> off hell in a cell and Let's plummeted go. 15 feet through an announcer's table. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. And expertly uh, done, Alan. It was ab- absolutely <laughs> wild when that happened. <laughs> Fantastic. It's awesome. So, um, Matt M. His number three is two drunken dancing Swedes heckling Sergei Bobrovsky at a Blue Jackets game, saying, fuck you, Bobrovsky, you're not Swedish, you're fucking Russian. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which is weird, because he, he is Russian. Yeah. He's a Russian person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, his number two, Braxton Miller to Evan Smith, Hail Mary, on the 2011 OSU uh Wisconsin game to beat Russell Wilson. Insane moment. It was, yeah. Insane moment. Um, and his number one was the 2019 Blue Jacket sweep of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That, you're my boy. Unbelievable. That was cool. Like, that was very cool. That was a very cool yeah. moment. Yeah. That, uh, that Hail Mary... Um against Wisconsin to be Russell Wilson was insane. And we'll hear, we'll hear that again on the lists. Um, next up is Jeff, formerly Jerf, a patron of the show. Thank you, Jerf. Um, number three, my opponent's posture just sinking as the Wright State promotions director gave me a $10 gift card for Lee's famous recipe chicken <laughs> for making more baskets than him during a timeout. <laughs> I had just started using a cane after three months in a wheelchair for a weirdly broken ankle, but I was able to make flat-footed layups. Seeing the look of defeat on the other guy's face made it even better. LOL, loser. Uh, number two my older brother collapsing and writhing in pain after our friend hit him directly in the nuts from 30 yards away on the 11th hole at the osu disc golf course (laughs) unforgettable moments honorable mention every time i've ever seen anyone get hit in the nuts during a sporting Jeff, jeff garcia hitting that ref Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, Jerf's number one, uh, the opposing coaches picking up the crying injured kid who tried to stop me from getting to second on my first little league hit. <laughs> he didn't have the ball, but intentionally stood in the base path anyway. So I, a lifelong pacifist, straight up plowed through that fucking prick <laughs> and kept running. <laughs> my coach waved me around third and my first ever hit after a year and a half of playing. I was terrible in parentheses was both a home run and a well-deserved reckoning against the little douchebag who stood in my way. I'm not sure what my teammates were more excited about the fact that I hit a home run or the fact that I hurt someone either way, seeing that injured seven or eight year old writhing in pain while I stood on home plate was one of us, one of the sports moments that simply cannot be topped. That's man energy, dude. That's man energy. <laughs> Good list. Uh, jerf. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good list, jerf. All right. Next up, we have Ty. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Ty's number three is the quote Tyler Trent game, end quote, where Purdue knocked off number two Ohio State in 2018. Definitely not the outcome I wanted in that game, but a special moment nonetheless. Don't remember. I, I don't care about Purdue. Uh, number two, Adam Dunn walk off Grand Slam versus oh. Cleveland. Cleveland God. lost, so I'm happy. And number oh. one is The Game 2006. I assume that's a movie. OSU Michigan. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm one sure it's fine. Two. 
Wondrous. I'm sure it was cool. Sure. Oh no, that was uh, Troy Smith, 49. Yeah, that was Troy Smith like versus that. Chad Henney. Yeah, that was a great fucking mm-hmm. game. No, okay, I'm in. Alan, it is your turn. Of course it is. And uh, next up is Matt F, uh, whose number three is the OSU game where Joe Paterno had to run across the field because he was shitting his pants on the sideline. <laughs> that's subjectively funny, but but pretty mean, Matt F. Uh, next up is number two, last game at Riverfront Stadium when all of the Reds' grace were honored. All four of them. And number one <laughs> is Barry Larkin becoming the first shortstop to join the 30-30 club. Barry Larkin was legit, Matt F. He was one of the four. There's a um, there's a moment that could have been on my list, but I didn't see it live. Uh, we went to a Reds game, our family, and we left early because the Reds were losing by like five runs in like the seventh inning. And like halfway on the car ride from Cincinnati to Troy, we heard Barry Larkin hit a walk-off home run on the radio. And we were all just like, it's my dad's idea to leave early. And we we're just like, all right, cool. Oh, great, great, great to great glad job, we got that Joe. on the radio. <laughs> Matt hey. is who I went to that Orioles uh, Reds game where they lost 10 to 1. By the way, that was very funny. Um, shout out to uh, dad's leaving early, beat the traffic. Yes. Shout out. Fan top of the show. Time, top three times a dad left early to beat the traffic. um next up we have adam r or the r stands for radical because once (laughs) while skateboarding i had to pull my buddy's leg back into its socket that's that's pretty radical it's pretty radical uh his number two is one time during football practice there's a big pile up my buddy pops up out of the super fast take five steps away and then drops to do a squat seemingly the cradle his wrist coach calls um out your hand okay to which we heard it wasn't my hand in a very weak response <laughs> i don't get it again i don't get it shout out to people it? getting hit in the nuts oh <laughs> okay legend and number one I was at the 2003 X Games, which included Brian Deegan landing the first 360 in freestyle Moto X, and Ryan Sheckler being the youngest gold medalist ever at 13. Jesus. I bet that is wild to see, like, X Games stuff. Like, that's got to be insane. Yeah. One One of my biggest, like missed opportunities was not going to the winter Olympics when they were in Korea, when I was there, uh, that would have been cool to see like snowboarding and shit. See like Sean white. Yeah. That'd be pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, next up is Mikey tabletop from big drink energy. Shout out to Mikey. Mikey's number three is that time I went to a Carolina Panthers game and a pastor opened up the game with an epic prayer about the warriors and guardians of the gridiron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I changed my honorable mention. <laughs> uh, number two, that time senior year of college, I went to a home basketball game and the very first person I met at school was called up to the court to take a half court shot and win a prize. He airballed it. It was real bad. Not even close, like embarrassingly <laughs> pathetic. And the crowd all laughed. 
<laughs> I only had one class with him the summer before freshman year started and I never spoke to him again. But after this pathetic shot, I texted him, hey, good shot, man. And he responds, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mikey's number one is uh, that time my boy Julio got kicked out of a Brooklyn Cyclones minor league game for smoking the good stuff. Then we spent the next two innings trying to sneak him back in. And then he had to spend the rest of the game in a disguise. <laughs> good list, Mikey. Yeah, I, my favorite sentence, my favorite like words in order in English like history is that time my boy Julio. Like any sentence, any sentence that starts like that. It's a good, it's a good story. 100%. All right. Yeah. Next up, we have Nate. Uh, his number three is uh, Reds versus Braves heckling Andrew Jones in center field after he struck out. Uh, very funny. He had teammates on either side of him and turned around during a pitching change and grabbed his junk while looking at us. That's pretty cool. Awesome. I like Andrew Jones. Uh, number two, Wright State's Deshaun Woods sinks a game-winning three against 13th-ranked Butler to win the league championship and a bid to the big dance, followed by a court storming. Nice. Big fan of a, of a small school sports mob. Number one, Devin Smith winning catch from Braxton Miller against Wisconsin and Russell Wilson in 2011. Oh, man, like... Again, these are live sports moments. If you're if you're there when like a Hail Mary hits, Hail Mary, dude. Fuck. Next up is uh, Matt R, whose number three is Browns pulling a beat down on the Bengals in Cincinnati, November seventh, twenty twenty one. The dog pound was going wild. I don't. The dog pound is not in Cincinnati. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I'm. I'm confused. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know if they won that day, but I'm going to agree with you. It's on, not in. Putting uh, putting a beat down. No, no, you know what? No, I'm also It makes less sense that that way. Sorry, dude. I'm no longer your friend. Number two, DK Metcalf chasing down Buda Baker on a Russell Wilson interception. Less than 2,000 people in the stadium due to COVID. The tackle happened right in front of me. That would have been pretty cool to go to a COVID game where there was no one else there. Uh, number one, Bobby Boucher winning the Bourbon Bowl <laughs> for the SDLSU Mud Dog. I dig it. Go, I dig dogs. it, Matt R. Go dogs. Right. It's, what's also really funny is how like how unintentionally like much flack Russell Wilson is getting tonight. He he's is, taking, yeah. He's catching strays. Right. <laughs> he's an easy target. Uh, he is, to be fair, very easy yeah. target. Ah, poor Russell. I have to read Craig, so if somebody wants to read. All right. Steven um, says, uh, <laughs> when I played junior league baseball, 13 or 14 years old, we made it to the state tournament. We were down 10 nothing in the third inning and kept blatantly getting blatantly awful calls that were very suspicious. Eventually, our coaches stopped the game in protest and pulled us off the field. The umpires ended up being local kids, and the oldest was only 16, so they were removed, and much older umps came in to replace them. We immediately turned to triple play and came back to win 11 to 10 in Let's seven games. Hell yeah. Go Terriers. Number two, I watched Ken Griffey Jr. hit home runs 497 and 498 in the same game when he was chasing 500. Fuck yeah. Sweetest oh. swing in baseball history. And... Number one, I sat 17 rows in the uh, in the oh. corner of the end zone at the big house when Appalachian State upset Michigan. Dude, that had to. That's one of the like penultimate 
sports moments of all time, but definitely like college football moments of all time. And if I'm not mistaken, like I know this guy, I'm pretty sure he's a Buckeyes fan. So why he is there is weird, but that's got to be very satisfying. Yeah. I think, I think Dave, you and I were, we were at BW3s together and we watched that ending together. Yeah, it was, uh, that game was fucking wild. Dude, that, yeah, go back. Like, there's like a, one of those kind of like YouTube, like, they break down the game. That whole game is insane. Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it was crazy. Um, so Craig, um, Craig Kirby Paris, um, <laughs> his number three was, um, fans ro- roasting Todd Hollinsworth, calling him Todd Hollinsworthless. <laughs> and then also, this was at the game Dave talked about earlier, but um, yeah, this guy hit a like moonshot and it was real. There was, Dave, would you agree that there's probably like 600 people in the entire stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah. We. We definitely didn't buy tickets to sit on the first baseline, but we were sitting on the first baseline. Um, I think we, so this was a late September game and the Reds were probably like at 60 wins and like, I mean, <laughs> 600 people there. We get there in the first inning and the Reds were losing 10 to zero to the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike Piazza was on the Padres and he hit a home run. So that's how insane it was. Um, but yeah, Todd Holland's worthless. Dion would have had it. Was was very very funny. Um, <clears throat> number two was this wasn't at Monday Night Raw. It was at a WWE live event uh, because I was with Craig. But being at a <laughs> WWE live event, um, there is a wrestler named Stephen Richards, um, and our friend Alex. The crowd was very quiet. Our friend Alex, at the top of his lungs, yells. Richard's got a boner, and the whole arena laughed. (laughs) 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 Like, out of nowhere, like, there he wasn't, yeah, Alex, very, very funny. And then uh, his number one was Ohio State 42, Michigan 39, November 18th, 2006. Yeah, that game game was awesome. Yeah, it was. And then that's the end of the year, and nothing else happened with that team. That's right. Yeah. They just gave them the trophy, and everyone went home happy. <laughs> I remember I was watching that in, like, my dorm's, like, common room. They had, like, a common area with one TV, and I was watching that game. Like, girls kept coming in, like, hey, can we change it to something else? I was like, no. You're going to have to fight me or leave. Who uh, who wins? Who, who's who got the funniest uh, list? I, I think it's... it's it's got to be either Jerf or Mikey, I think. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the W to Mikey. That's my vote. He he ain't got a W on here in a long time. Sorry, Jerf. It's too many words. Someone uh, getting a half court shot to like win a bunch of money and just missing the worst ever <laughs> is really funny. And then texting them like, "Hey, man, nice." Sh- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Good W, Mikey. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at the Top 3 Podcast uh, Parallel Universe Dimension. Uh, I want to thank my guest, our guest, the host, Dave, Alan, Aaron, our guest, Rat Boy. Uh, this is a gang, fun gang. topic. Uh, and I want to thank all of you listeners out there for supporting us. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, become a Patreon member for 
I don't know, Dave, what is it, $150 a month gets you access to Aaron's yeah. butthole? Yeah. Um, $300 a month, uh, Adam will send you fried green tomatoes and hush puppies in the mail. Uh, and for a cool $1,000 a month, uh, Dave will send you uh, Rookie's turds in the mail. So you can be... That's right. You can have the entire experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, also, you can listen wait, to wait, us. Wait, what is my bottle? Is it the good? Because <laughs> you, you said it first, yeah. so it has to be good. <laughs> yeah, why not? No, no, no answer. Uh, you can listen to us on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts at a top3podcast.com. Uh, this is me, Bubble Bath, and uh, this is fun. I enjoyed this. I don't like sports. But I enjoy the enthusiasm that you guys discuss sports with. Bloodbath, if you can name one answer that one of us had the entire podcast, I'll give you five dollars. <laughs> uh, Dave's number three was when you guys coached uh, the basketball team and oh, the kid made a half court yeah, shot no, no, and won the championship because fair. you guys beat <laughs> the fair. shit out of your kids every fucking day. That's fair. Bloodbath was here for 11 minutes. That's a fair point. All right. Yeah, fair enough. He was. <laughs> I was listening. You guys are entertaining and I had nothing to add to the discussion, but this is a lot of fun. Thank you guys. Thank everybody for listening. And we will be back shortly with more top three, uh, big dick energy.